then it may as well be, you know, in service of making the world a better place. So yeah, I, I started this back in 2015 and it's been just an incredible journey. I've been able to be with the most amazing communities internationally. And then of course the, the community of people that we bring um, abroad as well are just amazing human beings. So I'm so blessed, so grateful to be able to do what I love with the gifts that I have, um, you know, using my skills and things like that. So yeah, that's what Hugo is really all about. I love that, Jill. And, and just for our audience, just we, we got cut off at the beginning. So I'm just going to do a, a, an introduction again to make sure that everyone understands who you are and what an amazing woman you are. So you were the co-founder for Yugo. And of course, that is a company that creates transformative programs while leveraging travel abroad. And your work spans all across the globe. And What's really cool is when people come back from your adventures, they come back with a sense of clarity and courage and community. And you know, we spent two weeks in Mongolia together, so I can't wait to talk about that because there was some stuff that we did that scared the hell out of me. I don't know if it scared the hell out of you, but it definitely did. So Jill, I love having guests on Fridays. In fact, we only have guests on Fridays, but th the reason I love it is because on Fridays we do something special. And what we do is we celebrate our wins for the week. And for anyone that's listening right now, you know that we love hearing about your wins for the week. So if you're listening in, put them in the comments. We'd love to hear what your win is and celebrate with you because celebration is something that we do together. And so Jill, in a minute, I'm gonna ask you what you're celebrating this week or this month. Um, but I wanna start with my celebration of the week. I had the amazing pleasure to be a guest speaker in a business uh, school class and I, I went in there to talk about my career. And you know, when you when you look back on how you got to your life lessons and how your career went, it, it's a straight line back, but it's never a straight line when you're going there. So I was able to tell and share with the students, you know, some of the decisions that I made around learning and going going to school. Uh, I got to share some of the interview tips that have helped me along the way. And I got to tell them, you know, how the world has changed over the last you know 30 years that I've been in the workforce and how they can expect the same so you know my goal is to impact a million people this year and I got to impact another 20 or so students so that is fantastic and I really feel like it's a win Jill what is your win for the week oh I love that you shared that you were basically speaking and got to impact people that way because that is actually um, my win as well uh, last week, I spoke at the W North Summit. W North is an amazing community um, of women, both from you know the corporate and entrepreneurial world. And I spoke about how to create a happier life and a happier world. Um, and it was all about sort of you know taking your wounded parts and figuring out how to answer your call to contribution in the world. And it, it was the same, just an amazing chance to share my story. Um, in a way that hopefully others would be inspired by and have some great, you know, things that they could take away and, and make happen in their lives. And, and that was some of the great feedback that I got was, you know, that it was inspiring and inspiring people to go and uh, figure out how to make the world a, a happier, more kind and gentle and equitable place. So it was an awesome experience. And for me, I'm just kind of getting more and more into being on stages. So it was a little bit of that, you know, nervous but i was like i want to do this i'm going to push myself out of that comfort zone and and uh and speak oh i love that and you know we have a say yes movement podcast speaker series where we do exactly that we help people you know get out of their comfort zone 
reframe those butterflies in their belly from being anxious and scared to excited and you know and tell me a little bit about what it felt like to be on stage because I love hearing people's stories of being present in the moment. I I really enjoyed it. It was an amazing group of women and it was sort of this intimate physically intimate space which I really liked. Um, and I had rehearsed my, you know, talk enough that I felt very comfortable. I found that I had more time than less time. So I was able to slow and be very present, though it was funny. At the end, I kind of was like, okay, thanks. And I just like marched right off the stage and the MC comes up. She's like, hold on, hold on. Like, wanted to give me a hug, wanted to do a little wrap up and say thanks. But I was just such in this zone, like, okay, it's over, you know, heading off. Um, but it was awesome. Like it was, it was great. You know, someone laughed at one point and I took a moment and laughed with them. And there was just that lovely feeling of connectedness with the audience, um, which I think is always kind of the most important part. Absolutely. Now, now you said something about, you know, you, you told your own personal story and I hear from people all the time, but I don't have a story. What advice would you give to someone that has that mindset or that thought goes through their head? So it's so interesting you mention it because we had a conversation literally leaving an event last night um, about speaking. And some people, it's it's very like they want to share a big story of drama and trauma and how they overcame and persevered. And others, like they're like, I don't have a story like that. It doesn't have to be such a huge, you know, massive thing. Um, it can be something, you know, smaller. Um, and sometimes you can create like pick a point in your life that just meant something to you. And I think mm. that's the thing. It doesn't have to be some external big whatever. It's just a moment that meant something to you that had, you know, a repercussion, a transformation for you. It, it changed you. It changed you in some way. And I think when you shared, you'd be so surprised at the number of people that that resonated with. And for me, my story was one of just, you know, hanging with some friends. And then they basically told me they didn't want me to hang out anymore. Like, this wasn't crazy, you know, it felt traumatizing at the moment for me, I was in grade six, but it wasn't some crazy massive story that, you know, was gonna like be on CNN or something. It was just my little story. And so many people came up and said that, oh my gosh, that totally, you know, resonated with them. Um, and so I think it's just finding a moment that shifted your life, whether it was a big thing or, you know, what you might consider a smaller thing. Um, and sharing. And, and I think that's it. It's it's just, you'd actually find more people may resonate with that because it wasn't something that they actually have never experienced. Probably if it's a smaller thing, more people probably have experienced it and can connect and resonate with your story. Uh, that is some of the best advice, Jill. And especially, you know, when you think about, you know, I don't have a story, but you're uniquely you and I'm uniquely me. And we've all lived a life before. And there's someone out in the audience that looks and sounds just like we were a year ago, five years ago, 10 years ago, that our story is going to hit home and maybe let them feel less alone, let them feel more connected. And, you know, I love that. It's not the big stuff. Uh, it's the little stuff that happens. Oh, it looks like John has landed. John is actually on his way to Ottawa and uh, he's letting us know that it frees you when you share your story. So John, he, he's a little jealous that he's not with us right now, Jill. So he's trying to, he can't log in, but uh, he's definitely joining us here. But here's the other thing is, is I love this, this idea of pick a 
point in your personal life that was transformative to you. And oftentimes when we're teaching people how to be speakers on stage, what we also let them know is no one wants you to fail when you're on stage and you are going to impact at least one person in the audience. And if your goal is one person, my goodness, everyone can do that. But I know just based on what you just shared and, and the impact that you made, you probably had lots of people come and say that resonated with you. Yeah, exactly. Who hasn't had some sort of projection moment in their lives? And so <laughs> it just resonated, I'm sure, with a lot of people in the room. Oh, I love that. I love that. So, Jill, part of the Say Yes Movement podcast is, you know, we teach people to get out of their own way. We want people to say yes to the stuff that scares them the most. And we love, love telling stories and hearing stories about people that have said yes to something that scared them. They did it anyways, and how it led to transforming their mindset and their life. Now, me and you in Mongolia, we had uh, daily moments of, uh, I had daily moments of being scared. I don't know about you. Why don't we get into this trip? Because it was quite transformative for myself and for, I know, all of the participants. But do you have a moment that you reflect on? You're like, holy cannoli, I did that. You know, the moment where I was just like really proud of myself was the horse riding. Um, you know, for me, I had ridden a couple horses before, but very like we're all in a row. We're going like super slowly. There may as well be someone like with the rope, you know, leading the way. It, it's that kind of, you know horse riding and so to kind of be just like okay you had a few minutes on a horse one day and then the next day they're like there you go and now you're gonna go and herd animals like thousand animals um that was kind of like just so awesome for me it's it, it was it was novel and yeah. I'm a big novelty and adventure is a, a big value of mine so it was just something I had never done before and, you know, the more I got, kind of got comfortable on the horse, then it was just awesome. I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm like riding this thing down into like water ponds and like all sorts of stuff. And it, it was just so incredible to like actually be on a horse doing something useful and like with the ability to kind of like make it go faster and like just do whatever I wanted. That was amazing for me. I loved it. I love that sense of just like, you know, who knows what's going to happen. Horses yeah. can be a little scary. And yet you know, within a pretty short period of time, I felt super comfortable on the horse and then spent the whole day on it um, doing our thing. It's funny, that is my favorite moment as well. And me and you actually were in the same group. So we got to ride horses together. And what was the most beautiful, I think, is, you know, we took lessons the day before for like 10 whole minutes. And then they put us on the horse and trusted us to herd a thousand animals, yaks, camels, sheep, goats. Uh, everybody was, was going down the mountain together. And they just trusted us to figure it out. And you know what I what what came to me is is I was on purpose while I was on that hearse. I had to get the baby yaks with their mama yaks, with the goats, with the sheep. Everybody has to go in the same direction. And I didn't feel a thing. I didn't feel pain. I did the next day. I didn't feel uh, cold, even though it was very, very cold. And I didn't feel those things because what I felt was a sense of absolute presence and purpose. Did you have that same experience? Absolutely. I, that's, I think that was why I loved that day so much. I was like, yes. And then I remember, you know, one of the half of our group kind of got held back and with the, with the sheep. And then it was literally like me and one other wayfinder and, and one of the guides being like, okay, we're taking the yak on. And it was like the afternoon and it was just, I was so like 
in it and exactly like you like just so present and i was like yeah we're we're doing this like this isn't some performative like oh isn't this lovely the tourists are gonna kind of be here riding beside us like we were full-on useful parts of the team of herders like it felt so amazing to just be so in it like you said and so present and like purposeful so yeah now I'll give a shout out because this is a Wayfinders trip that we were on and Mike uh, from Wayfinders does an amazing job. But what he does that's kind of unique is he doesn't tell his participants what they're going to be doing. He just, he and he wants to push people out of their comfort zone and say yes to the stuff that scares them. So just, you know, big shout out to Mike and to all the Wayfinders out there that are listening and, and also that had this experience with us because it was just um, the most magical, magical experience. Now, the other thing that I want to highlight about that part of the trip is, and for our audience members, just imagine that you got transported into a National Geographic magazine. That's what it felt like to me. And, you know, there's like these little baby yaks trying to find their mom. And at one point, one of the little baby sheep fell into the river and I, I had no idea what to do. And I'm calling the guide over, but he's far away. Nobody can hear me. And I'm like, how do I save a baby sheep from this poor river? Anyways, we figured it out. I wasn't the hero, but uh, I couldn't reach the the baby. But it was really, it was really real, and it was really raw. And it, you know, it was just, it was beautiful from that point of view. Jill, since you've come home and you reflect on this, what's sort of like, you know, how has your heart expanded? How has your sense of adventure changed? And you know, how do you, how do you come back from one of these trips and say? that you can't do something anymore when when you just heard it a thousand animals down a western mongolia mountaintop yeah well i, I think the biggest thing for me whenever i travel or or lead you know experiences similar to this is that sort of like what do i want to take home you know like and like we just talked about like we felt so present um mm. you know that that part is is just a big piece like this this presence and a slowing down of life you know like we had our one focus for the day it wasn't like this 15 crazy like long to-do list and and all of the things and all the bombardment of like you know laptops and cell phone like we were just so there and so present and i for me what i really loved was the nomadic nature mm. the idea that they were going to leave sort of no footprints like they, it wasn't that they owned this big home or that they drove the swanky car like it was just such a reinforcer of so many of my my values you know like things like being present and and just being of service and and a life that's just more simple you know not yeah. so complicated i i feel like to be honest i feel in north america we really do overcomplicate life with a lot of materialistic things and achieving and striving and you know i i think we kind of missed the point of life like to just be yeah. and enjoy and be amongst community and the type of people i love wayfinder experiences um because you know and my own experiences because you wake up and you're just with amazing people all day like i love getting up and like going to breakfast and i'm just like with this incredible group of people and i'm like how did we come so far from that? Like normally I'm like, I wake up in my own house and we all just do our own thing and our lives are very separate. And especially now that we're not, you know, heading to offices as much and we're all kind of working from home and there's this feeling of disconnect. And so I loved being in community and, and coming home. It was just such a reminder that I need to create more community in my daily life. Mm. Not just sort of, I have community. I mean, 
I've got lots of people I know and can call up and we do, you know, dinners and whatever. But that idea of like, how can I enmesh that into my daily, you know, and, and I th- I'm like, maybe I need to go to a co-working place. Maybe I need to book in, you know, times where I just meet up with a few people and we spend the day, you know, doing our work together. Yeah. Um, not so separate. I, I think that's a, that was one of my big, my big reminder sort of takeaways that was just re-emphasized again. Let's explore that a little bit more, 100% because, you know, people listening might be thinking, well, I'm I'm not going to go to Mongolia to create a community. And, and, you know, we hear from our listeners, we hear from our our clients that they're feeling quite alone in the world right now. And, you know, everything is bombarding us, whether it be our email, our internet, you know, the connection. And I had the same experience of you. I, I came back and I felt like the world could slow down, the email could wait. And actually what I wanted to do was make that special connection. And one of the things, you know, we do gratitude drops and we, we say to our audience all the time is if someone pops into your head, do something about it, either send them a text message, send them a video message, reach out to them and tell them why they matter. But I love that you're taking it one step further is how do we create this community where people feel togetherness and they feel connected. And, you know, the people that we travel with, we are, uh, we make smaller little communities. You were at an event last night. Uh, you were at an infrared sauna, loud music event. I, I wasn't able to make it, but uh, you know, ha- there are activities out there that you can find like-minded people and go to it. And in fact, you know, there's things like meetup that you can actually meet new people. Because the other thing that's really cool is you are the you are the values of the people that you hang out with. And sometimes the people that you've hung out with for years and years and years, and you're not experiencing growth, it may be because who you're hanging out with is also not experiencing growth. But when you hang out with people that are experiencing growth and transformation in their own lives, whoa, I get so inspired by that. And Jill, that's why I get inspired just talking to you and hearing your journey. And, you know, what inspires you? Yeah, well, like you said, I mean, the things that inspire me are being in community, contribution, like, to be honest, when people are like, what's your happiest place? I'm like, being like contributing in community. Like, I, I'm actually starting a membership next year called Give and Grow, specifically to bring together people who care about, you know, personal growth and being their best and contribution. Mm. And that's the whole thing. I had spent so many years volunteering, but volunteering alone, you know, like the candy stripe in a hospital or visiting like nursing homes on my own. And I just was like, eh. And I, I was like, I would love to have friends who would love to do this, but that wasn't really, my friends weren't into that kind of stuff. So um, the idea, and that's like, I love the people that I take on my own experiences because they're all about contribution and adventure. And I'm like, oh my gosh, if we could hang out more and do local stuff together, how amazing would that be? And then figure out how to be our best selves at the same time in community. So I, I actually hold events called Nourishing Connections Yep. specifically to bring people together in, you know, in an event where you're going to connect more to yourself and connect to others. And, um, you know, that's, these are my huge values. And so I, I try to just, um, yeah, foster truly like I love it. as much as I can with, with actions and activities and things. And, you know, I, I bring my child into it all so that they can feel a part of community, part of a village. I love it. I love it. Jill, you have, uh, something that you said yes to that's, I think, pretty scary coming out. Where are you going next? Ooh, so I'm running a program to Tanzania. 
Um, it's called Courage Community Kilimanjaro. It's, uh, it takes place, it's a coaching program that spans over three months. And then in the middle, we head abroad for two weeks. One week is volunteering with a local women's community. And oh my gosh, they're all about community. We sing and we dance. It's incredible. And we'll be building, um, finishing off a home that we started last year. And then we spend the next week climbing Mount Kilimanjaro. So super getting out of your comfort zone, but it's amazing. The most amazing group of people doing this all together, contributing together, climbing a mountain together and going on this just amazing inner and outer journey together. So yeah. Wow. Wow. I can't wait to hear all about that, Jill. That is fantastic. You know, 20 minutes uh, and you know, our, our say yes movement podcast goes by so quick, but Felicia, thank you for sharing your win for the week. And I see that you just started talking to a stranger in a Tim Hortons lineup and talked about Toastmasters, which you're incredible at, about one of your books, 21 Resilient Woman. And now this person is going to come to an event. And this is the kind of storytelling that I love sharing and seeing because we were just talking about finding your people, finding a community. You don't have to go to a, a way to Mongolia or Tanzania to make that happen. They're in your Tim Hortons lineup, your next best friend, but it's finding those people that share the same values of, as you. So here's the call to action for everyone out there. The, this call to action is to find a group, find a, do some research and you don't have to actually go to the group yet, but fi- do some research about somewhere that you could go that might activate or be with people that share your same values. You know, my sister just sent me a a mosaic glass class that I think we're going to take together. You know, there's painting classes, there's meetup that you can go and check. There's different workshops that you can join, but do some research and decide that you're going to do that in the next seven days. And I'll tell you, or you know what? Let Felicia be your inspiration and just talk to someone in a lineup and say good morning and you'll never know where those discussions will go to. So that is everyone's call to action. Jill, any final words or any other thoughts you want to leave our audience with? Yeah, I just, I I believe in going out and creating the community that you want and whether it's through friend stalking, which is something I've done where you find people that you really want to have friends with, like be friends with and then make the effort, make the energy, put yourself out there, tell them you want to be their friend, as scary as that can be. Um, Go out and be really conscious and intentional about creating like the community and, and the village that you want in your life, for sure. Oh, I love that. And Jill, thank you for joining me on this AS Movement podcast. It's my honor to have you today, but it's also my honor to have you in my in my network and as my friend. So thank you for that. And for everyone out there, remember when you shift your mindset, you shift your life. Remember that we are doing a December 14th goals workshop. We're going to have that information out shortly, but put it in your calendar at 1 p.m. We're going to be talking about all the wins for the entire year for 2023, setting you up for 2024 and setting you up so that your entire year's worth of goals are going to be done in the first 90 days. And that's no joke. We have seen this happen year after year, and we're going to help you do that. So with that, have a great weekend, everyone, and see you later. See you on Monday. Thanks.